All right, and we're live. Hey, my name is Ben Friedman here from the Beniverse and a uh, new studio, new look, uh, definitely a little bit more casual than I was expecting. I kind of got this weird stand-up feel to me, like I got the mic right here with the long, you know, arm and it's a little bit different of me. My camera's at a different angle. I'm doing that iPhone recording thing, which has a little bit of a delay. So I do apologize if there's a little bit of lag in here. But this is generally what the new studio looks like. I'm really happy with it. I think the lighting looks incredible. But anyway, that's not why I'm here today. Today, I am here to talk about my Oscar power rankings for the Oscar ceremony 2023. And I am talking about Best Supporting Actress. And let me give you some breakdown real quick as I grab some water. I haven't done one of these videos in a while. And it's been a mixture of a few things. The biggest reason I took a break was because I wanted to see these movies. I was getting pretty annoyed with how I was doing the videos without actually seeing the movies that I was talking about. It was driving me pretty crazy. I was just like, you know, these movies are going to come out soon. Why not just delay it? And instead of me just kind of parroting other people what they're saying, why don't I have some form of an opinion myself, be able to judge the art for what it is, which is already a weird thing to do. But that was the biggest thing. I'm now really happy to say that a lot of the movies that I will be talking about today, I've gone to see them over this uh, November. So that was one big reason. Two was the studio. Three was catching up on movies. And four was just this uh, desire to not only see the movies, but also to rework how I did this Power Rankings video. To make it more, I thought, balanced, more fair, and more, I think, reflective of what the current Academy Awards members look for. So I broke down the categories a little bit more, and they've changed drastically. So there are in total seven, actually there are eight categories, and let me find out because I added an eighth one last second. Okay, just writing that down. There are eight categories. There is the first one, which I would argue is maybe the most important one. The narrative. The narrative is, does this person getting nominated, is there a story behind them that could basically push them forward to a win slash nomination? There's the reception of the film slash the performance. That is, was it just well-received? A film that isn't particularly well-received or that performance is mocked, it's going to struggle a lot more to get nominated. The third one was the popularity contest. That was literally what it sounds like. Is the film slash actor, actress popular? Is there a reason that people would nominate for them? Is it just kind of the big thing to nominate them? Is that film big enough that year to just kind of get that way? Then there's the noisiness of the film. The noisiness of the film is, is this film going to make noise during the ceremony? Is this film going to be one of the ones that has like 10 nominations? Is this going to be one of the big ones people are talking about for this whole year? It's the noisiness of the film. Next is the campaigning of the film. Basically, is the studio backing them? Backing them to get nominations, backing them to win, backing for the number. Is there basically a ground wall of support that is going to be brought from the studio to do it? The other three categories are total Oscar nominations. And how I did this was every year there's always that movie that gets like 10 nominations, 11 nominations, 9 nominations, those big numbers where it's like, Power of the Dog, I think, gets 12 nominations. 
I wanted to just kind of break it down like that. So how I did this is for total Oscar nominations. If you have 10 or more nominations, you're automatically at a five. If you're at seven to nine, you're at a four. If you're four to six, you get a three on my rating. If you're going to get two to three nominations, probably you'll add a two. And if you're getting one, you're at a one. Sorry, one or, oh, I guess there can't be less. But if you're getting, if this is really your only chance at a nomination is this category, you're at a one. So you're at the disadvantage there. This is completely me projecting. I'm, I don't know what's going to get nominated. So this is based on. This is the number that if this film get nominated, this seems likely range of numbers. Body of work is the next category and body of work is best explained as this. Does the actor have a very popular career? Basically, this is the Meryl Streep question. Do we nominate them because they're Meryl Streep and do we reward the work because they're Meryl Streep? Do we reward it because it is Daniel Day Lewis? Do we reward it because it is Olivia Coleman now, seemingly? That's the type that I'm talking about, where it's just like, they're always going to get nominated for that. Or in this other cases, they've had such an important career to Hollywood that do we just nominate them because it's either their time or it's just because, well, look at everything they've done. How can we not give them this nomination? The last one that was added last second, I'll explain later why it got added last second was, is this the type of film that would get an Oscar nomination? Basically, is this the genre? Is this the story? Is this the type of film that the Academy typically tends to recognize? Films that are probably a little bit more dramatic about Hollywood, anything like that, better chance. Films that are a really dark comedy, that are in a genre, that are a horror film, much harder to get nominated. So with that, that's the list. And I have it broken down in a few ways because Best Supporting Actress is a mess this year. I literally mean it. Best Supporting Actress is impossible to guess what is going to get nominated. On this list, I have upwards of 25 names, I believe. It's literally impossible to figure out who is going to get nominated for their work this year. Because there's one film in particular that makes this voting really hard because you're like, could this film get one? Could this get none? Could this get three? It all seems realistic. There are literally 25 plus names. There's a lot of people within the same movie in this. You have to break it up and I had to figure out how to do it. So with that said, and that's going to make more sense in a second, let's just jump into my power rankings and I'll break it down as we go along. So the first category that I call it, it's this is the women talking category. The reason it's labeled this is because there are currently, there's 11 women in this film that in theory that could get nominated. Do I think 11 people are going to get nominated? No, of course not. Do I think five, do I think all five of the spots are going to be put on there are from women talking? No, I do not think that. But there's 11 that are technically in play and how do you deal with that? So what I did was I just had a women talking category. And basically, these are the people in the film that it seemingly seems that there's not enough attention put to these people. They're not going to get the nomination in any way, uh, do or form. And which is disappointment. This is why I've always advocated the Academy Awards should have a best ensemble to reward 
people like this, where they are a huge part and important critical part of an ensemble, but they're just not the ones getting the nominations. When you have 11, obviously you can't nominate all of them, even if each of them have their moments or roles. Let's talk about the best supporting actress and let's start with the women talking cast. There are eight names of women who in this film that I just don't see any real chance of them getting the nomination. They are currently rated, most of them at a 2.125 rating out of five. And I'll break it down. For narrative, they get a one. For recognition of film and performance, they're getting the one. And how I did this is I ranked it. So the top person in Women Talking got the five, then the next person got the four, then the next person gets the three, two, and then everyone else gets the one. And that's how I did it for reception of film and performance, as well as popularity contest, noisiness of film, campaigning, etc., etc. So let me explain it. There are one, two, three, four, five, six women on here for women talking that all got a rating of 2.125. Uh, I really don't like doing this rating thing like this. It sounds very uh, derogatory, and that's not how I mean it to. Uh, but it's just how I'm going to do it this way. So for narrative, they all get a one because, again, they just don't have the narrative behind them right now. For popularity contest, they're all at a one. None of these women, oh, and I should list the eight women, Kate Hallett, Liv McNeil, Shayla Brown, Sheila McCarthy, August Winter, Kira Golan, Judith Ivey, and Michelle McLeod. None of them really have the popularity of some of the other cast members in this, such as Frances McDormand. So on that, they have a one on the popularity contest. Noisiness of film. I did generalize this and give them all a three on this. This film seemingly is going to be very popular come award season. Campaigning, they're all at a one because the studio is not going to put all of their money on campaigning for 11 people. They are going to pick out their two or three strongest that they have a chance of winning with. Total Oscar nominations for film. Four women talking. I put it at a four, which means I am implying that this film is most likely going to get somewhere between seven to nine nominations. This was a really hard one to predict because this film could easily have three acting nominations. It could get a best adapted pretty easily for Sarah Pauly, best directed five, best picture we're at six, six. Maybe we have a few cautioning and below the lines. It could easily get to seven and nine. It's hard to predict this film is going to get to 10 because that's just a really hard number to do. And to usually get to that 10, you usually have to be a pretty strong one below the line. And this isn't going to get visual effects. I don't foresee this getting sound. Those usually go to films like Dune or even The Power of the Dog, where it's a really technical achievement, where this is sounds like it's a lot more intimate. And that just seems like a hard time for this film to go all the way up to 10 nominations. So I put it at four, somewhere between seven and nine, which is a hugely respectable number. So that's where they are for total nominations. So they all got the four there. Type of films that the Oscar rewards, they all got a five for this. Body of work, they all got the one because, again, a lot of these aren't particularly known actresses. So that's how I just foresee this category going off. So for the women talking category, they are all just at a 2.125. With one thing that I should note, Michelle McLeod is technically in the in discussions category, which is coming up next. She has a rating of, it looks like, uh, 2.375. That's because I have heard a lot of praise for this performance, and it seems like the most likely one 
out of the main three that if they were to get a nomination, this one's the most likely that people seem to be rallying behind. So she got that. But in reality, I don't foresee more than two nominations. Maybe, maybe uh, three if they really went all in on Francis McDormand and cut someone. But I almost would, 99.99%, I would say this film's at most getting two Best Supporting Actresses nominations. Let's discuss the next bunch of people who are very likely to be in discussion this year. Ultimately, though, I don't see them really being a threat to be nominated. So this is the in-discussion categories. So let's start with the lowest person on here, which is Dakota Johnson for the film Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which is too bad because I really like the film Cha-Cha Real Smooth, and I thought Dakota Johnson was wonderful in this. Let me break down her rating real quick. So for Cha-Cha Real Smooth, narrative, I gave Dakota Johnson a two. It just seems like this film was forgotten about. For the next category, uh, reception of film and performance, I gave it a two as well. It's one of these films that I think did really well at the Sundance Festival. Coming out in June, it got some buzz, but it just felt like it fell off really quickly they wanted this apple i should say wanted this film to be their next coda it doesn't seem like it really lived up to that expectation and i heard a lot more praise on i feel like cooper reif who's the director writer and star of it i didn't hear as much in regards to dakota johnson so i put them at a two for that for popularity contest dakota johnson's a very popular actress right now and i gave her a three for that reason so that is helping her numbers out a little bit. For noisiness of film, I put her at a two. It's, again, for all the reasons I just mentioned, this film has gone very much under the radar after performing big at TIFF. Sorry, not TIFF, at Sundance. And for campaigning, I gave it a two. Apple could pour the money into it. I don't think they are. I don't think Apple's going to have a huge race this year i don't see apple spending a lot of money i just don't know if they have the goods this year if they believe that they have the goods there's going to be a film that we get to later on really not today but definitely as the weeks go on that i just i'm so curious to see that reception and that's will smith's causeway not causeway sorry will smith's emancipation causeway is the other apple film uh with jennifer lawrence that could maybe get nominated for a few categories but I'm really curious to see how Emancipation turns out, and we'll see what happens there. But so anyway, for that, I uh, gave her a noisiness, or sorry, I gave her a campaigning of two. The next one I did was total Oscar nominations for film. I put it at a one. If this film gets nominated, I do really think it is solely on Dakota Johnson getting a nomination. Uh, I don't foresee Cooper Rife getting a Best Adapted or anything else. Type of film that the Oscar rewards. I think this is a three. I think this is a film that they could reward. A film like Little Miss Sunshine. A indie film like Coda. So I gave it a three in that regard. And then body of work. I think Dakota Johnson is young but very popular. Seems to be fairly well respected. I think the Fifty Shades of Grey thing is still working against her to a large degree but for that i gave her a three so ultimately she ends at a 2.25 so 
I don't foresee her getting the nomination. She's the lowest in this discussion. And basically how I should mention this, everyone who is in the in discussion category, this is everyone that I've heard buzz about at some point. This person could get a nomination. At some point, maybe one of the major trades had them in contention. So that's why Dakota Johnson is here. The next one, uh, technically on the list, is uh, Michelle McLeod for Women Talk, which I already mentioned. She's at a 2.325. Let's do the next one on here, which this film is very interesting to see how this one is going to get dealt with. And that is a little film called The Sun. And the actress in contention right now is Vanessa Kirby. And I don't know if you've heard about The Sun. It is from the same director as The Father, which won Anthony Hopkins his Best Actor Award the year Chadwick Boseman died and everyone thought Chadwick was going to win for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The Sun is a film starring Hugh Jackman, Vanessa Kirby, and Anthony Hopkins as well as Laura Dern. They're all in this film. This is a film about a father reconnecting with his mentally ill son. I think it's probably the best way to describe it. I haven't seen, read, slash know much about this film. I just heard that it got panned at its uh, release at, I think it was Venice and Tiff. This film has just not been playing well. It's kind of in the punching bag. It's being considered very emotionally manipulative. And I've heard very mixed things about the performances. I've heard they're all earnest, but they all feel like pretty poorly executed in the sense that this script is just a mess and they're not going to get rewarded for this type of film with this manipulative message with also possibly such a dangerous message at it and such a ill-conceived look at mental health. So Vanessa Kirby, uh, with all that said, she ends up at a 2.65. She is a narrative i did give her a two reception of film she's at a two popularity contest she's at a three noisiness of film it's at a one for all those reasons i just mentioned campaigning i think searchlight could put money into this and if they wanted to it sounds like she's probably the best performance outside of hugh jackman that i just i don't see it particularly total oscar nominations for this film i don't see this getting more than two or three and let me explain that Hugh Jackman, I still think, is in the race for Best Actor. At one point, he was projected to be the frontrunner alongside Brendan Fraser. That was before the movie premiered. I ultimately do not see that, but I think this Best Actor year is pretty weak. So there is definitely very much a chance that he could get nominated. And if that gets nominated, maybe there's like, maybe this could get a screenplay or maybe this gets a below-the-line technical thing. That's at two... And then, so it seems possible that this film could get two. I wouldn't be the most shocking thing. Type of film that the Oscars rewards, this is definitely a four. Maybe even arguably could have been a five. Uh, and then body of work, Vanessa Kirby has been putting in a lot of really good work. She's been very popular recently. I think people are really wanting to reward her. I just don't see it being this film. But anyway, she got a four for that, putting her final score at a 2.625. And again, just ultimately do not see this film getting rewarded for that but you know could be wrong we could see the next one is and honestly this one person probably should be lower than vanessa kirby but i think this is the thing where some categories are being inflated due to things like body of work due to popularity contests so categories like this do get 
inflated. Uh, what did end up lowering this person is the type of film uh, that the Oscar nominates. And this woman that I am talking about is Nicole Kidman, who, for my money's worth, gave one of the best supporting performances this year in The Northman. It's just a genre film that the Oscars are not going to recognize. For The Northman narrative, I just don't see any real narrative to get her this. This film was not a particularly good financial success. I know it did very well on VOD. But I just don't see this being any form that they're going to campaign for, anything like that. So for that and campaigning, it's at a one. For reception of film and performance, I think the film was very well received. And I think Kidman in particular was definitely the actress standout in the film, along with Skarsgård. I think they were considered the two acting performances that were the biggest standout. So it did get a four. This film was well received. And I think the more people have seen it, the more they've recognized it. I honestly, to me, it's one of Nicole Kidman's best performances ever. So again, I would nominate this film, but I don't get to vote. Popularity contest. This is like I said, Nicole Kidman gets the five here. Uh, noisiness of film. I already explained this film kind of flopped at the box office, redeemed itself on VOD. So I put it right just straight down the middle at a three. Campaigning this film is at a one. I just don't foresee any money being spent on this total Oscar nominations for film. I put it at a two, which means I'm thinking it gets two to three. I could see this film getting some below the lines. I don't think it's going to get a ton. This feels like a film that is going to be ultimately ignored largely. But could this get something like visual effects? I don't foresee it visual, but sound or editing or just anything like that cinematography score it could get a few of those so i think there is a chance for it to get two or three so i gave it a two overall type of film that the oscars review this is a full-on genre film that is not up their wheelhouse this is a one and then but then again body of work nicole kidman's nicole kidman so she gets a five which puts her at a 2.75 which again disappointing but at least we get another year of those amc ads with nicole kidman uh, maybe that will be her actual Oscar nomination is a AMC ad being credible. Let's talk about the next film on this list, which is another performance from another actress. Pretty popular as well. I wouldn't put it maybe Nicole Kidman legacy, but definitely like tier below. And that is Anne Hathaway in the film Armageddon Time. I did not like Armageddon Time, but I did think Anne Hathaway was quite good in Armageddon Time. She does have some things going along with her, specifically, obviously, body of work, narrative. I think those things are going to be positive. I think there is a popularity contest with her. I think there are a lot of reasons to believe Anna Hathaway should get the nomination for this. It's probably the most showy of the roles in Armageddon Time. Again, I also think it's the most well put together of the roles in Armageddon Time. Not a fan of this movie. I thought she was really good in this movie. And kind of what at large points of the movies holds the film together along with Anthony Hopkins. I think this film could be, I put it at two nominations. Or sorry, I put this at the category of a two. This could be a category of a three because realistically I think Armageddon Time, good chance to get a screenplay nomination. Anthony Hopkins is always a danger to get a nomination, so that's already two. You had a one or two below the line categories. 
all of a sudden you're at three to four. And I, so I put it at a two tentatively because it seems like this film just did not do well financially. No one is talking about this film. It seemingly has gone forgotten. And there's been a lot of auteurs making films about their childhood this year. And I just don't see this film being rewarded over films like Sam Mendes' Empire of Light, I think is what that film is called. Don't remember. Or Steven Spielberg's Fableman. So ultimately, I just have this film not doing particularly well. And I just don't see Anne Hathaway being the most likely person to get nominated. I currently have her at a 2.75 tied with Nicole Kidman. And let's talk about the next person who... This might be too low. I don't know how to do this. And this is one of the ones just because I haven't seen the movie that I can't fully judge the movie yet or judge this performance. But it is Lashanya Lynch for The Woman King. Now, for people who don't know who Lashanya Lynch is, she is the actress who has been in films such as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. She was in Captain Marvel. She's been in a bunch recently. She's become very popular these past, I'd say, five years. She's really just had a huge blow up. I think she's a very talented actress, and I've heard she's quite good in The Woman King. So I think there's definitely a narrative for her. Again, the Academy tends to like performances where it's just like, oh, we're rewarding the up-and-comer. You're going to be the big star of Hollywood for the next seemingly decade. So let's make sure we get on, on you early. So I think she does have that going in her favor. She has a popularity thing for sure right now being in the MCU, though. Could that hurt her? I kind of doubt it because so many people are in the MCU. But ultimately, so that's where she is. Uh, the Woman King's a weird one because I look at a film like last year, like The Last Duel, which kind of just flopped completely at the Oscars. I think Viola Davis is a much better chance of getting nominated than anyone in The Last Duel had. But is she the only one that gets nominated? I don't foresee director. I don't see uh, the director of The Woman King getting in. There could be a screenplay, could be a few below the lines category. So it's all totally possible. I just don't particularly know if I buy it yet with just how tight this race is going to be. And the below the line categories are even going to themselves be messy because you have to contend the fact that there's three huge below the line movies coming out with Avatar, The Way of Water, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and the third one, oh, Top Gun Maverick. Duh, Top Gun Maverick was the big one I was blanking on. So you have those three with Babylon also being $100 million productions, White Noise being 140. It just seems hard to imagine that there's going to be a ton of room for a lot of other films like that coming in. So, and you, oh, sorry, you even have everything everywhere all at once, which is going to do really well in the below the line categories. So it just seems hard for it to get the nominations in that place. Again, haven't seen the movie, so I can't fully say. Body of Work, though, I think that does help LaShania a lot. She has been consistently doing good work and consistently in the past three years been putting in really important performances in the sense of both critical and audience, and people are going to recognize her, which will help her possibly score nominations. So she's had a two-point... 875. I personally would actually have her slightly higher than that, but that's how the Excel numbers come out. So you just gotta, you gotta believe the numbers is what they have. Uh, the next one on this list, you should believe the numbers, or you can't always believe the numbers, I guess. It's because someone like Kiki Palmer for Nope, I have her technically above LaShania Lynch, but I don't actually believe 
uh, Kiki has a better chance of getting it. It's just that's how the numbers played out. So if you see this, Kiki Palmer is currently, it looks like, at a three. And she definitely has some things going for her. She has become a much more popular actress. She's been consistently working, especially these past two years, in films like Lightyear. She had the film earlier this year, Alice. She had films like Nope, where she's really the big one being praised. So there is a lot to suggest that maybe she could get the nomination. Peel has struggled to get the nominations outside of Get Out. I, it seems, here's how I thought of this. If Lupita Nyong'o can't get nominated for us, I don't foresee a future where, in that case, where Kiki Palmer gets nominated. But ultimately, I have her at a three. She's kind of in the middle. I just, again, I just don't see her going in above some of the names that I had below her. I thought the performance was really good. I liked her a lot in Nope. I was more mixed on the movie, and that's been the general consensus I've heard about the movie Nope. So I just don't see any real future of her getting that nomination. But I think Kiki Palmer is probably a few years away from getting a nomination. I think she is a really talented actress who maybe doesn't get the credit she's deserved. She's been working consistently in Hollywood. The next one, this is another case of what do I do with them? And I think had this part been meteor, I think she would be a shoe-in nominations, no question. It's ultimately in the movie she said Patricia Clarkson does not get a lot to do. And in she said, Patricia Clarkson plays the basically the editor for both the main two characters in the film. For uh, She's the editor at the New York Times who's ultimately Patricia Clarkson's role in the movie is I need you to get a source. I need you to get that verified. I need someone to go on the record. Otherwise, we can't accuse Harvey Weinstein of this. Really, her role is they come back to her and she says one of those three to five lines. And she's just not the best performance in the movie. I think Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Craven just are significantly better in her in this film. So I just don't see any particular chance of her getting the nominations. But I think this was a... If she had a meteor role, I would almost guarantee she gets the nomination, but ultimately she rounds up being a three. And I think someone else in the film she said is going to get the nomination much easier than Patricia Clarkson is. The next one on my list is an actress that I literally have no clue how to rate in this. And that is Nina Haas in Tar. I mentioned my review. I already did my review of the movie Tar. I, to me, Kate Blanchett is the sun in that movie and everything revolves around her. And with that, it also makes it hard that everyone else in the film kind of gets overshadowed by Kate Blanchett. I thought Nina Haas was good in the film. I don't think she gets a ton to do. I think what she does get to do is very commendable. And I think it plays off very well with Blanchett, but it all feels like it's really in service of Blanchett's character. So it feels like Nina Haas is actually making Blanchett's case to win Best Actress stronger, but ultimately I don't actually see it getting the nomination because of that. So ultimately she gets the three because she does have a few categories where she's very popular. The narrative of this uh, film is very strong. The noisiness of this film feels strong. I could see them campaigning for it. The total number of Oscar nominations could be really high, which means she could just kind of get the being the Ricardo's bump where J.K. Simmons just gets bumped in there with the nomination just solely because he's in the film and they want to give this film as many nominations. 
I will say that Nina Haas is significantly more impactful and more important than J.K. Simmons is in being in the Ricardos. And Tar is a better film. But ultimately, I really do just think this is all going to be centered around Kate Blanchett. And everything else is almost going to fall apart, especially in the acting nomination. So Nina Haas could get the nomination. I just don't particularly see it. And she's at a three. The next one is somebody that I also didn't know how to deal with. They're also currently at a three. And that is White Noise. That is the film... Sorry, that is the film White Noise with the actress Greta Gerwig. Uh, she is seemingly being praised as the best part of this movie, which if you're thinking, I didn't know Greta Gerwig was an actress because she's directed Lady Bird and Little Women. She is an actress. She's been working consistently. She's gained a huge amount of popularity making films like Little Women, making films like Lady Work. I've heard she's the best part of white noise and i've heard the film is crazy divisive does she have the popularity to get in yes would they love to nominate her for uh best supporting actress i think they would it just seems that this film is way too divisive way too split the tone of the film is too messy for people to get on board so i just don't see her getting the nomination so that's my in discussion so those greta gerwig was the last one and now we get to what i would call the more likely outsiders could get the nominations few of them i'm very confused on what to do so we're just gonna start with the one that kind of pains me that she is an outsider seemingly looking in probably not going to get the nomination and that is the actress stephanie sue who ultimately gets a 3.125 uh on my power rankings i Stephanie Sue's the standout to me in Everything Everywhere All at Once, a film that I think is really good, and I think everyone gives really great performances, and I still thought Stephanie Sue stole the movie. And the fact that she's most likely going to lose out to... A, she's going to lose a nomination to someone else in this film for Best Supporting Actress is insane to me. I don't understand this. They are giving it to her because it's a reward. It is an award for her career she doesn't deserve to be there she doesn't even deserve to be thought of in the same league as stephanie sue in this movie but ultimately this is going to be a legacy thing stephanie sue like i said should be but ultimately due to all these things due to the fact that she's much younger that she hasn't been working uh as long the fact that she's not as well known the fact that the narrative doesn't seem to be going her way for this nomination. The fact that the narrative seems to be going so strong for somebody else in the film. The fact that it looks like A24 is really wanting to get that other person the nomination before her. It all seems to be working against Stephanie Sue. She's at 3.125. Hate it so much because she'd be in my top five. No question. No question at all. The next one on my list is Sadie Sink who you might know from Stranger Things. I haven't watched the show, so I don't actually know who she is in Stranger Things. She's in Brendan Fraser's uh, newest movie, The Whale, which is directed by Darren Aronofsky. I think it's largely the same thing that I've been hearing about Stephanie Sue, where, one, they're both A24 films, so that's also another thing that we do need to consider. A24 is going to ultimately start picking and choosing who they think they have the best chance to get nominated because they're going to try putting a lot of nominations in this film uh, for all their films. I mean, they have 
not only this film, The Whale, they have everything, everywhere, all at once. And I think they have a few other films that I'm forgetting about. It's the inspection by them. Anyway, there are chances that other people get the nominations for this. So they're going to start basically picking and choosing their battles. They're going to say, okay, could we win Michelle Yeoh a Best Actress? Looks like we are on good track to win Brendan Fraser Best Actor. It looks like we are on good track to win Kihoi Kwan Best Supporting Actor. Are we going to put our money on and our resources on trying to get three people in for Best Supporting Actress? Or are we just going to kind of choose one or two and that it just seemingly they're going to get nominated and we don't have to do much work in that? I don't know what they're going to do. But ultimately, that is going to be the question. Because otherwise, we have a race where all four people could be A24 winners. Because, like I said, front runners right now, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, A24. Michelle Yeoh seemingly is a good chance to be one of the front runners for Best Actress, A24. You have Best Supporting Actress with K. Hong Kwan. Sorry, uh, K. Hoi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Seemingly the front runner for Best Supporting Actor. You're telling me that Best Supporting Actress could have the front runner? It could. I don't know. That would be crazy for A24 to sweep like that. But so, yes, there is a chance of it. I just don't think Sadie Sink is going to be the chance that they put in it. Again, I haven't seen the film. The Whale is one of the last big films that I haven't seen this year. So we'll all have more to say about it when I get to actually see the film. The next film is and again this person should actually again it's one of these cases where this person should actually probably be lower it's Whoopi goldberg for the film till now ultimately obviously it's Whoopi, so she gets a little bit of a increase due to it being Whoopi goldberg she seems to be sitting at a 3.25 right now which is very good the i haven't gone to see till i actually just rented it and i'm probably gonna watch it by the time this episode airs Here's what I will say, uh, based on everything that I've heard about Whoopi Goldberg. I've heard she's good in the film. I've heard she's not really in it. I've heard she has like one or two scenes in the film. And she's not like a supporting actress as much as she is a cameo in the film. So that does hurt her. And that's why I said I don't foresee it. And she probably should be lower because it doesn't sound like she has a real meaty role in this. She might, like I said, it sounds just because she has a really standout scene but ultimately doesn't get to do much in this film besides that. She's at a 3.25. She's Hollywood legend. She's already won for The Color Purple. There's a lot of people that I think would want to reward Whoopi Goldberg. I just don't foresee it in this case. So she's at a 3.25. And I think Till is another of these films that kind of just underperformed at the box office, which I don't know what the studio was expecting. A film like Till was just never going to succeed at the box office because it's a really tough subject matter to get people in to and that's the thing when you make art like that you're not going to get everyone and i don't think we need to be quantifying success or failure based on the box office it should be how is the film and that's ultimately what it is but ultimately what happens is discussion is like well this film bombed thus there's no chance for this film to really get nominations that's BS. It shouldn't be like that, but ultimately it seems like it's going to hurt it until might be one of those uh, ones that gets hurt the strongest by it based on its box office uh, struggles. Outside of Best Actress, I don't know how many nominations T Till is going to get, but we're running with that. 
So that's where Whoopi Goldberg is. And we're next in somebody who is tied with Whoopi. And that is Laura Dern for the movie The Sun. Again, all the things that have helped a lot of these other actresses who are very popular and well-known are helping Laura Dern. She is a well-beloved actress. She won a few years ago for the film Marriage Story. She has been had a great body of work. People love her. People, I think, would like to see her nominated. Ultimately, every criticism that I gave in regards to Vanessa Kirby for The Sun, I'm going to give it for Laura Dern, except that I've heard her performance is actually significantly worse than Vanessa Kirby, where I've heard a lot of people defending Kirby. I've heard almost nothing positive, particularly about Laura Dern. So I'm just going to say that this seems like a non-likely candidate. But here's the thing. When you're famous, when you're well-loved, you always have a chance. So ultimately, that's why you get the 3.25 nomination. And that's what keeps you in contention versus in discussion. The next one on this. Here's again another one where it's just like, is this fair? Is my power rankings fair in how the Excel sheet uh, calculates it? Is it fair? Because Dolly DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness is excellent. And she is seemingly a front runner for a lot of people actually in this. It seems like she is a front runner to get one of the five nominations. Ultimately, there is some things hurting her. Popularity is one of them. She's not a particularly well-known actress. She doesn't have this huge body of career. Triangle of Sadness was a very seemingly divisive film. It is a film that also went a little under the radar. It's not like it was divisive, but it had this huge box office. It was neither as divisive and it had a small opening. I, it seems to be a film that is forgotten about. At one point, I heard Woody Harrelson was in contention for Best Supporting Actor. That is all seemingly dropped out. I think there is a chance someone like Ruben Oslin could get a Best, uh, I believe it would be, I think it's a Best Original Screenplay, but that also just seems non-likely anymore. So ultimately, that's all hurting it, but it also could be the case of she's the best part of the movie. She should get the nomination and she has the most medius role in the film. So I think it is a possibility. I think she is, whatever you thought of Triangle of Sadness, she is the best part of that movie and should be rewarded for that. If this was, again, my five, she'd be on that list as of right now. But ultimately, she's at a 3.5. I think there is a good chance to get her nominated, but I just, I'm hedging my bets on it right now. So that's why... Uh, Dolly is at a 3.5. The next one is somebody else who I mentioned in reference with Sadie Sink. She is also at a 3.5. She is seemingly on a lot of people's uh, chances to get nominated. I saw her on a lot of the traits. And this is the actress Hong Chow for The Whale. She's been an actress who's been giving consistently good work. She sounds like she is, along with Brendan Fraser, really the standout in The Whale. People seem to love her. There's a strong narrative for her going forward. This film is a weird one because I don't know. Here's why I think this is why she's at a 3.5 versus in the top five. And again, this is me not seeing the whale. I predict this film's going to be a little bit more divided than maybe some of my other peers would think. And here's the reason I think that. I'm already seeing a lot of the fat phobic name calling of this movie and i don't want to necessarily call it name calling because that seems derogatory to the people who are saying criticisms about this movie but i've ultimately heard people are not thrilled with aronofsky it almost sounds like he's punching down where brendan fraser is doing such an excellent role and everyone seems to be in agreement with that 
they don't seem to be fully in agreement with this film. They like it or not. It seems like this film is pretty divisive. And I think that might end up hurting the whales categories. This might be one of those things where the whale gets like two or three nominations. Frazier's a shoo in. He is, I'd almost say he's a shoo in to win the award at this point, but at the very least, he is a shoo in to get nominated. So he's the shoo in for that. He is also, uh, sorry, the whale is also a shoo in to probably get something like best makeup and to get maybe a best adapted. So it's already had a few nominations. So this could be, is it, does Aronofsky get it for screenplay and for uh, best picture and for best directing? He could all of a sudden this film's at six to seven. All of a sudden it makes sense to put someone in like Hong Zhao in there. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this film without seeing it. I just expect there to be a backlash against this movie that really hasn't come out yet. And I think Brendan Fraser's the only one safe from the backlash. So that's why ultimately she's at a 3.5 where a lot of my other people, uh, colleagues, the people I've been reading have been putting it much higher. So let's go to the next one. And this is one that's probably unfair to have them as high as they are. Because again, is women talking actually going to score three nominations in this? I kind of doubt it. They're, some of the last for the in contention and that is Frances McDormand now I just have to give Frances McDormand the benefit of the doubt she could just get nominated because she's Frances McDormand I have not seen women talking I don't know when I am going to get to see it I just I haven't heard anything of when it's coming to Sacramento I've heard nothing about getting screenings for it or screeners I've heard nothing about it at all so I don't know when I get to see this this might be one of those movies that doesn't come out to Sacramento till January or I have to wait till VOD I have no clue so I don't know really how to judge this which that's why it was so hard to make this video for best supporting actress because I'm like how do I make this video if I how do I make a best supporting actress if I haven't seen the film that's most likely going to have the most best supporting actresses in there with that all said Francis McDormand Hollywood Legends already won three Oscar nominations. Sorry, already won three Oscars. I think she's won like two in the past five years for three billboards and for Nomadland a few years ago. She's just in a really good place. She always gives strong performances. She honestly probably should have been nominated for a film last year like The Tragedy of Macbeth. She's always in contention. You always have to give her the benefit of the doubt. She has a really good chance. I just think the other two women in women talking have a much better chance at getting it but i'm not dismissing her in any way and i think she is a ch good chance to win it and then the last of these the last of these in contention is a performance that i really liked it's a movie that i haven't reviewed yet actually after i'm done shooting this episode i'm going to review class onion i thought janelle monet stole this movie She's incredible in this movie. It's such a tour de force performance. And I should say she got rated at a 3.625. Ultimately, I think there is a lot of love for her. I think there's a lot of love for this movie. I think she has a good chance. The only thing really hurting this movie is the fact that this is not a type of film that they nominate. They, they gave Knives Out the best they gave Knives Out the best uh, original screenplay in 2019 nomination. This is a sequel. This is a much messier sequel, I think, than the first Knives Out, where I think there's going to be much more division with Glass Onion. This is a lot more comedic-based than I think even the first Knives Out was. And Janelle Monet, her role doesn't really get 
her role is very timid until the second half of the film where then she just shines in it but I just I foresee a lot of that holding her back ultimately I think it's a really great performance I'd love to see it nominated I just don't foresee it just because again this is a very genre this is very comedic heavy film this is a sequel it just seems like all those words are hurting Janelle Monae's chances but she's at a 3.65 could have easily made the argument that she's on the outside looking in Let's go to, I now have two actresses who are in the actual category outside looking in. And the idea of this is I now am down to my final seven. These are the seven that I would predict to be the most likely to get nominated. Uh, ultimately, these next two names are outside looking in. I think they're going to miss the cut, but they could get in. I've seen one of these movies. I haven't seen the other one. The first one is at a 3.75. It's Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I thought she was really good in this movie. I think she could get the nomination. Issue is, again, she's a legend. Everyone loves Angela Bassett. They want to reward her for a film. This was a very important film. This was a very big film. Ultimately, the film was not perfect. It's had some trouble reception wise where some people really dislike this film some people kind of saw this film as a mess i thought it was pretty touching i think the touching parts specifically really work with angela bassett it's hard to imagine this film getting a nomination because it is a mcu superhero film and she is playing a comic book character i don't that's why i kind of put her lower at it i think i think everything is working as positive as it could be to get angela bassett a nomination. Here's what I'll also say. I said the same thing with Michael B. Jordan for Killmonger, and I think Killmonger is a better performance, and I think it's a more showy performance than Angela Bassett in Wakanda Forever, and that didn't get the nomination. So I, I just see it being a struggle for Angela Bassett to get it, but I think she is the outside looking in. I And if one or two of these films don't get the nominations, or there is a big surprise, don't count on Angela Bassett. This might be a groundswell and something in the next month that I'm going to look back and say like, well, of course, she's going to be one of the ones nominated. The other one is for a film that I have not seen. Let me grab some water real quick. I have not seen Babylon. I've been hearing so much divisive things about the movie. I've heard people are loving it. I've heard people are hitting it. I've heard people are admiring it but aren't sure how to make up their mind on this movie. I've heard some people say it's okay. I've heard some people say it's pretty good. I've heard some people say it's just whatever. This movie seems to be all over the place, and thus I have no clue what to do with Jean Smart in Babylon. Smart Money says that she is a, another Hollywood legend, that she could be due for this. It could be another of these award nominations. Issue is, without most people seeing Babylon, without really large conversation happening and discourse happening around it, it's even hard to predict a narrative around Babylon. So ultimately, again, it's a kind of a star-studded thing. It's a type of film that would get nominated for all the reasons you see below, that she has the body of work, popularity contest. It, and I think this film is going to be noisy. I actually do think this film could be a big hit with audiences. This, and if this is a big hit with audience, here's the thing. I could see this film getting like three nominations, and I could see this film getting 12 nominations. Once we get closer, once we see more people seeing the movie, I think that will be a better idea of what Babylon's going to ultimately be due. That's why she's at the six. Outside looking in could easily switch, could easily get in based on what happens with Babylon, which brings us to our top five. My top five, and I think this person who is currently at a four is actually much more likely 
So then a four, I would actually probably say if I had to power rank them myself, like truly like none of these numbers, just thinking about it, like who do I think is almost a shoo-in? If I had to put money on any of these five, who feels like the most shoo-in? I would actually say she has the case to be the most shoo-in for me. I would probably put her at my number one, and that's Carrie Condon for the Banshees of Inisherin. She's wonderful in the Banshees of Inisherin. I think she at times steals the show. I think she brings so much of the humanity to a film that at times feels very cold and distant. If she wasn't there, she carries so much of the emotional weight of the film. She has excellent chemistry with everyone in this film. She's in some of the most memorable scenes in this movie. She has a specific scene with Barry Keoghan, which is just excellent. Uh, this is a performance that it feels like should get the nomination. And I think everyone seemingly agrees that it will get the nomination. I think the only thing that could be holding this film back is it's a very dark comedy. And I'm curious to see how much the Oscars are going to embrace it. But if three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri is any indication they've rewarded McDonough before and in the acting categories, I think this is a much more easier performance to get on board than someone like Francis McDormand in three billboards. And I think like it's a more humanity-filled performance. So I think ultimately that's going to be a lot easier for her to get that nomination compared to Frances McDormand. And Frances McDormand ended up winning for three billboards. So that shows you I think there is a good love for McDonough. And I'm curious to see what happens with it. But I think he's a good chance to get nominated for this film. The next person I have on this, and this is the situation of how many people did I want to put for women talking? I put Claire Foy in. She has a rating of four. I think – here's the weird thing. I would have said she was a shoe in for First Man after I saw that movie. I thought she was devastating in First Man. Ultimately, the Academy did not seem to go with it. They haven't nominated Claire Foy. This feels like a good awards one. She's been putting in consistently good work. People seem to like this movie. It's, again, the case of does this film get one nomination, does it get two? I would ultimately lean towards the idea of with just such a large ensemble cast, they're kind of going to do the favorite thing where they are going to put two nominations in and see what happens with it. Unless they're really afraid of Claire Foy canceling out somebody else who is on this list. Uh, but ultimately, I think Claire Foy is at good chance. She's been an actress putting in consistently great work for the past decade. And I just see them rewarding her for that. Number three, and this one pisses me off. It is Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once. I wish she wasn't in this. I wish she wasn't in my top five. I really do. But ultimately, the numbers showed that she has to be in the top five. There's enough groundwell support going for her. I think she's good in everything, everywhere, all at once. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Ultimately, though, she should not be in this over Stephanie Sue. She Her role just isn't as big. Her role is just un, as lot less unimportant. And Stephanie Sue just has to do a lot more and carry a lot more of the emotional weight of the film. Ultimately, Jamie Lee Curtis, if she's getting in, it's because it's an awards slash legacy thing. You've given us so many great rewards. You've given us so many great awards. Sorry. You've given us so many great works over the years that we just have to nominate you for this. I don't think she deserves to be in here, but looking at the numbers for narrative, she's at a five. She's never been nominated. People are going to rally behind Jamie Lee Curtis for a film like this. Reception of film and performance, she's at a five. Everything Everywhere All at Once has been a huge hit popularity contest no doubt she's at a five plus she had halloween ends this year noisiness of film it's a five 
campaigning, they want to get her the nomination. It's an easy nomination to get. She's such a popular actress. She's well-loved. She's well-liked in the movie. It all makes sense, and it all is building a support for her to get it. Total Oscar nominations for this film. She's at a... Uh, they're at a three, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is. And that might even be low. She could easily have gone the four there for that. So, I mean, I think this film could easily get upwards of... This film could get 10-plus nominations, because if you look at it already, Michelle Yeoh, Kehong Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Director, Visual Effects, Cinematography, Editing, Sound, Score, all that. That's already we're at, like, 10 nominations, and that's just me not putting much thought into that. This film could easily get that 10 if it really does go the distance, and... I think you just have to consider it for that. For type of film that receives Oscars, this is the only thing that hurt her. This is a very genre-heavy film. Will they reward it like that? But it doesn't seem to be hurting it right now. And then Body of Work, she's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's at the five. I disagree with this. I don't think she should be. She would not be in my top five. Definitely nowhere near over Stephanie Sue. But that's how this race is shaken out, and that's how the numbers are. And I think based on that, if you were betting on it, you'd have to give her jamie lee curtis the edge over stephanie sue number two this one is one that seems to be contentious i have not seen a lot of people put their her in their front runners let alone have them her in contention and that is carrie mulligan for the film she said i thought carrie was excellent and she said i thought they were both really good i think Carrie gets the more meteor of the two roles i think she has the much more to do she has a scene that's really important early on with donald trump she has a lot of kind of the more forceful scenes with harvey weinstein she's in a few of the really big emotional parts of the film i thought she was excellent and she is she is someone who's gotten multiple nominations before so for all that you know it's easy to see it seemingly people disagree with this this is a film that typically does get nominated this is a performer who does typically get nominated. The only real criticism of this film was it was a huge box office flop. But again, I don't think you can really judge that. And if you're going by which films are huge successes at the box office to get an Academy Awards, you're not going to be looking at a lot of great films. So campaigning makes sense. Noisiness of the film, total Oscar nominations. I mean, I don't know how many she said is going to get, but my guess is it would be over the number of four. I think Zoe Kazan's really has a good chance to get nominated. I think Maria Schreier could get the best directing nomination. I think best picture is almost a shoo-in. I think there's a lot of nominations this film could get. Ultimately, Carrie Mulligan is at a 4.375, which leaves my last person, Jesse Buckley, number one. She's at a 4.625. She seems to be everyone's agreed standout of women talking. She is someone who's already been nominated, I think, like twice in a row. She got nominated last year for a film that I did not love, but I loved her in it. In what was it called? The Lost Daughter, which was directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's had a lot of great performances over the past few years. She got nominated, I believe. No, I think she didn't get nominated for Wild Rose, but she's great in that. I think she got nominated at the 2020 Oscars, but not positive. This is an actress they seemingly want to reward. I think she's most likely the winner of this category, too, if I just had to put an early bet on it. But we'll see how this goes. Anyway, those are my top five. So my top five, again, in uh, from one to five. Or actually, let's do five to one. It is Carrie Condon, 
Claire Foy, Jamie Lee Curtis, Carrie Mulligan, and number one is Women Talking. And let's talk about the fact that I already said the Carrie Mulligan one seemingly is being disagreed with pretty heavily by the trades. And I have a list of the ones that the trades are seemingly predicting. I am pretty shocked with some of this. Best Supporting Actress, Variety. This article from Variety was written by Clayton Davis on November 22nd, 2022. His five in this order was Angela Bassett, who remembered I had at like six or seven looking in. Jamie Lee Curtis, who I had at uh, three or four. Carrie Condon, who I had. Jesse Buckley, who I had. And this is the big one. Clayton Davis for Variety put in Charmaine Bingwa for Emancipation, which is the new Will Smith movie. I have no clue how to deal with Emancipation. It's been the big question for Mark for me this whole award season. It's the Will Smith movie. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Are they going to reward the film? Are they going to punish it? I have no clue what to make of this. I also don't know anyone who's seen the film, so it's also hard to judge on that. I literally have no clue what to do with that. So that is either a genius prediction from Clayton Davis, and he knows something. He's either seen the film, he knows people have seen the film, or he's just heard so much good things. I don't know, but that's a bold prediction, and I respect it. His number six, seven, eight, nine, and ten was Nina Haas for Tar, Kate Hudson. I don't. I loved Kate Hudson in Glass Onion. I don't put her over Janelle Monae, who. He has at eight, actually, Janelle Millet for Glass Onion, Hong Chow for The Whale, and then Gabriel Union for The Inspection, which I saw a few people put it in. Now I'm like, The Inspection hasn't been on my radar, but it definitely got in after reading some of these Variety and other magazine reports. IndieWire had a very similar list. This list was done by Marcus Jones and Ann Thompson on November 23rd. They had Angela Bassett. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Big one. That's also their number one. There's a lot of groundwell of support for her getting this. And I think it makes sense. That is everything in regards to Chadwick Boseman in that movie is powerful. And she's kind of the center stage of that. Jesse Buckley for Women Talking. I have that. Hong Chow. I had her in contention close at like a 3.65. Just not in there. Carrie Condon I had. They have Stephanie Sue, which I'm glad to see. I'm really glad to see Stephanie Sue is in there predictions and i hope that narrative keeps going forward and then one last thing that i wanted to mention that the indie the indie spirit award nominations came out and there were a few names that i wanted to point out in there for best supporting performance there were three names that i think were important to talk about jamie lee curtis for everything everywhere all at once nina haas for tar gabriel union for the inspection Three big performances, three that a lot of people are predicting. I had Jamie Lee Curtis is the only one to actually be on my list. Now, it is important to remember the Film Independent Spirit Awards does, I think, have a barrier of the film cannot be made over $10 million. It has a lot of limitations on what qualifies, and it's not usually particularly well encompassed of the nominations. But it is important to see if people like this are getting nominated, that does just help the overall support and love for the film. And if Jamie Lee Curtis wins and she gives a great speech, that could be a good thing to push her over. And then one last thing is, while Stephanie Sue did not get nominated for Best Supporting Performance for the film Independence, she did get the Best Breakthrough Performance with the Film Independent Spirit Award. So that's something to note. And with that all said, that's Best Supporting Actress. And if you can't tell, I'm confused. I have no clue what it is to do. 
we're going to revisit this one after I see women talking, which I think should really clarify it. And we're going to talk about some of the some of them that I got right, some of them that I got wrong, how these categories are going to shift and how the numbers are going to change from there. Anyway, who do you think are going to be the top five? Let me know. My name is Ben Friedman here from the Beniverse. Thank you so much for watching. Where's my pen? There's my pen. Thank you so much for watching. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>